This is episode five of the Culture Classroom podcast. I'm your co-host, John Weaver. Today, JT sits down with Monarch head football and track coach Chad Van Cly. Well, they will look at the importance of a team's identity, how outlining a motto for your team helps promote your culture, and his MVP process for success with Monarch football. In the classroom today is Coach Chad Van Cly, who's the head football and track coach here in Denison, Iowa, with our Monarch teams. Coach Van Cly, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, you bet. Coach Van Cly uh, was here when Brandon Sheriff, who's a two-time All-Pro and uh, kind of with the Hogs 2.0 with the Washington Redskins right now, um, he was here uh, as his coach for football and track. Coach, tell us about what are some of the habits that made Brandon successful at an early age and maybe why he's successful at the highest level today? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, at an early age, it's pretty obvious he had blessed with tremendous physical abilities uh, and physical gifts. And I think a lot of our, um, the commonality is, you know, he comes from a good home life. You know, his parents are parents that express a value of hard work. Um, you know, the incremental process of just getting better day over day um, and being responsible for your actions. So I think a lot of their credit obviously goes to, to them um, in, in raising a quality child. And that's why Brandon would be successful in anything he did. Um, you know, I think in high school, um, he was just the biggest athlete always. You know, he, and the story is true. As a sophomore, he was our starting quarterback. Um, you know, and, and, as, and, and he was huge. You know, he was 6'6", 250, um, you know, and grew into 270. And he was still our quarterback because he was just our best athlete um, at that time. And, you know, and so we put him out there. And, and at that time, the joke was the quarterback sneak was our best play because you got a 270-pound athlete coming at you. And, you know, a lot of business decisions got to be made by the tacklers on that. But, you know, the thing that I think speaks so much about him is he earned his scholarship through track. Um, you know, the Iowa football coaches and, and Coach Reese Morgan found him at the state track meet. Um, and when he was a junior, it went down to where him and another competitor, um, you know, Brandon threw one and got to first place. The next kid up, out threw him by a couple inches. Well, Brandon next round out threw him, and then the kid out threw him, and then Brandon got the last throw. And on his last throw, won the state championship. And, and, and for Iowa, that's what they look at. You know, they looked at a kid that size that can move and is that competitive, and that's really what's spurned you know him um, to being a football recruit for the University of Iowa um, you know and then the football stuff followed you know they could see that and forever they always wanted him as a lineman along with our schools Nebraska um, Iowa State um, you know even the University of Oregon back with Chip Kelly really wanted him to come out um, and take a look at him but Brandon chose to go to Iowa and I think you know at that point between his junior and senior years is when we moved him from a tight end to an offensive line and you know the thing that I think people need to here and the part that's valuable to me is, you know, both Bob's parents work in the school and, and, and longtime Denison residents. Um, never through all of his position change was there ever a parent meeting. Did they ever have to come in and say, well, why is my son who's a Division One recruit going from tight end um, to offensive lineman, you know, or a quarterback to tight end? You know, offensive linemen don't get stats. There's no stats. There's nothing. We never had to have a meeting. And even to his senior year, we would move him from tackle to guard to center. Um, you know, at, at times to all the way back to guard and tackle. Never once did mom or dad ever come in and say, what are you guys doing? It was always just parents that just trusted that our coaching staff was going to take care of them. And, and, and for Brandon, it was he's going to do 
what was best for our team. And it was never a sit down, um, and we never had to be very intentional um, and, and truly try to coerce him into these position changes. And so I think that's the mentality that's made him successful is that he's always been able to put team first. Um, from a physical aspect, you know, he would openly admit that he did not work hard in high school. You know, he was blessed um, with tremendous athletic building, tremendous size. Um, that's what the University of Iowa taught him. And Coach Doyle, who's famous, if you follow Hawkeye football, you know, he takes three stars and turns them into five stars. Um, you know, and that was the absolute truth. Brandon was a three star and he left as a five star. Um, and I think that's what's carried his success into in, the NFL is that his mentality and his work ethic has never changed. Um, you know, and, and even right now, he's uh, rehabbing from a torn pec muscle. I just actually talked to him yesterday, um, you know, and, and he's back at Washington now because, you know, he felt like they have a little bit of turmoil and he needs to be there and, and uh, you know, really just exhibit his commitment to the team. And, and that's just the kind of player he is all the way to today. And so, um, you know, that was the ultimate joy is really, I say, he's comes from one of the best families I've ever had the opportunity to coach with, one of the best people you've ever had the opportunity to coach, and obviously one of the best athletes. And when you take those three and put them together, you know, you're blessed to be around a very special individual. And, and that's Brandon in a nutshell. And so um, it was a fun ride, and it still is a fun ride to be able to talk to him and reach out. And, um, you know, most of the time it's just talking about life and stuff like that. And, um, but yet he always answers. And I think that's the coolest part. And even today, he's, you know, this offseason, he's given back to our high school. Um, him and his wife value, you know, the weight room. And it's something that he openly admits, like he talked about, he wished he could work a little harder. And so he's donating some funds to our weight room for a rehab that's probably needed. And so, you know, that's just a, it's a cool experience to see it and, and keep that relationship alive. Coach, uh, I've been a Monarch now in the program for six years. Um, and one of the things that we were lacking when I first got here, or maybe was unresolved, was a team identity. Talk to us about the identity that you created and why it's important and how it benefits a team and how it's become our culture. Yeah, you know, I think for a little background, you know, we're from a, a very diverse community. And, a, and uh, Coach, I don't know how much you've talked about our background here, but it's, it's very diverse and it's very much a, a packing plant community that's got a lot of blue-collar mentality. And I think, you know... Early on, um, as a head coach, I just kind of relied on that was our mentality. You know, we were um, a tough community that, you know, raised tough blue-collar kids. And, and I wasn't as purposeful with that. And, you know, over time, our demographics has changed. Our coaching staff um, has changed. And so, um, and that was probably the last thing that I really picked up on was the fact that we need to be way more purposeful uh, with that identity. And, um, you know, like anything, you kind of got kicked in the teeth a little bit to realize that change is probably needed. And, and we went through those struggles. And, you know, luckily enough, our school administration stuck with, you know, our coaching staff and allowed us to grow through that. But, you know, right now our culture, um, you know, is built on a process-driven and, and really a, a meritocracy where you have to earn it. And, and I think that's the thing that um, our kids have really bought into is, you know, things aren't given um, as much as probably they were back when we started, you know, and, and I think the whole thing started with, you know, for us it was kind of an MVP process, our, our mission, our vision, and our principles. Um, and, and so as we've gone through that, I think that's kind of taken on um, our purpose and really dominated our culture, and, and I think we've seen some nice success with that. A couple of years ago, I was able to be part of a, a contributor on the book Pound the Stone by Joshua Medcalf, and I remember sharing that with you, and uh, the premise of the book is the Stonecutter's Credo, where it talks about, you know, the Stonecutter goes out and he hits the stone and he hits the stone and, and for 100, 100 blows, nothing happens and the stone remains unchanged. Yet 
the stone cutter is out there and he's still swinging away. And then on the 101st blow, the stone splits in two. And it wasn't that one blow that does it, but it was all the ones that came before added up. Uh, talk to me about that, that phrase, pound the stone, and when I shared it with you, why it resonated with you so much that we included it in our program. Yeah, like a lot of things in life, it's about timing. And I felt like, um, you know, prior to that, that spring, that's when as a coaching staff, we'd invest a lot of time in um, going through our MVP process, and we were getting ready to roll that out to the team. And, you know, then you were lucky enough to share that with me. I was lucky enough to have you share that with me. Um, you know, and at the time, it, it's, it's a great book, a quality read, um, but I felt like it really resonated with um, where the direction we were going, just in terms of, like we talked about, we're tough, from a tough blue-collar community, and I think our kids um, aren't kids that are just going to walk out to any athletic endeavor, especially at that time, the kids we had coming in, and we're just going to be naturally better. We had to have kids that, um, you know, they had to make small incremental changes over time to really be successful. Um, and I think that's a little bit different than some of the teams that we had to play. You know, we had some teams in our competition, had some opponents that, not to downplay our kids, but they're naturally better athletes, you know. And so for us, we really had to push the idea that you have to work at something every day. And you may never see the reaps that day, but over a course of time, that's when the improvement comes. And I think that's what hit home for me, is we were looking for that piece and, um, you know, and, and as you talked about, the Stonecutter's Creed and, and really the whole book, the, the narrative is, is just a small incremental process and small incremental changes that leads to a big change. And I think um, going into that year, we really wanted to roll out the MVP, MVP process, and I think that book really supported that process. And, you know, high school kids, um, you know, the book came with, we found some songs that went with it, you know, some mixtapes that went with it. And, and then, you know, kids love bracelets, um, you know, the Livestrong bracelets or whatever. So we made some bracelets with um, that year's senior classes model. They got to own that. And then we put Pound the Stone on there. And, you know, kids love swag. They love being able to identify that. And, uh, you know, and then they bought in. And I think that's the biggest thing is um, our staff bought in you know, through over the course of the five months prior to the season, you know, and then the kids bought in. And uh, and that combination together really made some good impacts on our team, I think, and culture first. And then that showed up on the field, um, you know, with some more cohesion and just the ability to work through some of the struggles and, and have some success. How do you think it's benefited our program? Just that simple three-word phrase, pound the stone. Can talk just a little bit about the benefits you've seen. Yeah, I mean, if, if you do any kind of culture research, you know, common language is huge, you know, in developing a culture. And, and I think that really married up to, and, and I think you can have common language, but if you don't have common language that means something to your kids and means something to your program and, and is supported with mentality and actions, you know, words are, are pretty empty at times. And so I think, you know, we had a coaching staff that, you know, I heard once heard, you know, most high school coaches are the average um, average athletes who just overachieve. And I think um, that kind of fits our coaching staff. We're a bunch of average guys that just really like to overachieve, you know, and, and, and believe in the process of getting better every day. And I think we got a lot of kids that way too. And, and I think that Pound the Stone, it resonates. Um, you know, we're in Iowa and, and in one of the University of Iowa's big thing is, you know, break the rock, you know, and, and I think kids, you know, it's a little bit different, but yet it's the same message. And I think kids can mentally just make those connections and, um, you know, anytime you can do that and, and the kids resonate, and, and it's really easy in practice, you know, when a kid's having a day where they're not, uh, you know, operating at an ideal level to come back and say, hey, are you pounding the stone today? Are you getting better? You know, and, and, you know right now it's January um, 14th. We're getting ready to start our second semester, you know. So 
weights in the middle of January. It's kind of hard to get that kid that's not in a winter sport, hey, uh, you know, are you pounding the stone, are you swinging the hammer, or, you know, are you just letting it go and hoping that next, you know, next spring, next fall, you know, you're going to be ready. What are you doing? And so that common language is huge. And I think that's where, as much as anything, that book gave us that, but it gave us a platform that it resonated um, with what our kids kind of already believed, and it fit in our, our culture and our, you know, our process really well. Joining me in the classroom today has been Chad Van Cly, the head football and track coach here at Denison Sleswig High School. Uh, coach, and as we conclude, talking about pounding the stone and building a team theme and identity, What's one piece of advice or what's some advice you would give another leader who's looking to create a theme or motto to improve their culture? You know, I think, number one, you got to find some sort of source. You know, for us, it was Randy Jackson and, and Brian King, peak performance coach. And, um, you know, there's a ton out there. John Gordon does a great job. Focus 3 does a great job. Um, USA Football puts together some But find one source that resonates with you um, as a leader. And then you have to be able to take that culture um, and you have to be able to defend it to the nth degree. You know, I think you're always, as a football coach, you know, everybody goes home on a Friday night or Saturday whenever you play, and you're going to lay down and you're going to question that third down call, whether offense, defense, special teams. You know, you're going to question scheme. You're going to look to improve scheme. Um, the one thing to me that by developing a culture and for us uh, a mission, a vision, and principles, those are things I don't have to lay down at night and question. And those are things that I think you have to defend. You know, when you have someone comes in and they question, well, why'd you, you know, why'd you run triple option on third and four when you could have thrown the slant? You know, okay. I don't want someone to come in and say, well, you know, why, why is uh, toughness one of your principles? Well, that's pretty easy for me to explain. And I can defend that to the nth degree. And I think that's the thing with culture that um, you almost have to be inverse with that's got to be as a leader to me with our society and for our experience with kids is that has to be your number one priority. You know, your scheme, your day-to-day -day, um, drills and stuff like that should flow from that culture and that identity, but you have to put a lot of time and investment and buy-in um, to that culture. And it's, it's always going to be evolving, um, but the foundation, the platform has to be rock solid. And you have to be able to, you know, put your head down at the end of the night um, on that pillow and say, our culture is that, and I can defend this to the, tw you know, all day long and never second guess it. Um, and I think if you get that, whatever that is um, for you, um, I think that's when things start to really take off. I know in our program, um, that's when things have taken off in our football. And, you know, as, as I coach track too, you know, I've done our track program a little bit of disservice because I've invested a lot of time in the football and not the track. And so, you know, we're going to dive hard in that in the track because if it's good for one, it's good for all. And I don't think it's just a limit to just football. I think that's in anything. Um, you know, you got to be able to lay, lay down at the end of the night and, and be able to defend that to the nth degree and feel really good about it. So I think to me that's, that's the importance of it. And I think that's the mission I would give to anybody, whether young or old. But anytime you get a chance to start, you know, make sure you really have that knocked down. That was JT and Coach Chad Van Cly of Monarch Football Inside the Classroom. I don't know about you, but hearing their MVP process of mission, values, and principles, that's what sets their culture apart. And how outlining their team motto from the book Pound the Stone, maybe challenge yourself to have a team motto and a vision statement if you don't have one already. I think it helps you, like Coach Van Cly said, it helps promote a common language inside of your culture, which is important for establishing a team's identity. I think that will benefit your team from here uh, today as you've heard this interview. Maybe it's given you a, a supercharge to go and build your team in a different direction in 2019. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe.
Or if you want more information on the Culture Classroom podcast, follow us on Twitter at CultureClass19. Once again, thanks for sitting in the classroom with us today.